Welcome to Quantum Kingdom Life Virtual Church Media. I'm David Herabedian, Virtual Church Media. My lovely wife, Joanna, she will wave. That's right. And one more time. And there's the wave. Those are her amazing, beautiful, pretty fingers. And so we're here in uh, Central Florida. Everybody, you have a live audience. Everybody say hello. Hello. So you are not alone tonight. You have uh, other people, the body of Christ, the multifaceted body of Christ, where two or more gathered. There, Jesus is in the midst. The date today is December 29th, 2021. We're about to roll over into a new year in America, the Gregorian calendar, and we're headed into 2022. There's a lot of twos there, 2022. So the number two is the number witness, and uh, also you can get double for your trouble. Tonight's message is double for your trouble. How many would like to receive double for their trouble? Amen? Amen. So the Bible says that you can receive double for your trouble or you can receive nothing for your trouble. How many would like to go through trouble and then get double for everything you went through? How many don't want to go through trouble and end up with nothing for your trouble? And there's also a way that you can get double punishment for focusing on evil the whole time and double judgment comes. So we can either have double for our trouble, nothing for our trouble, or double punishment. We're gonna look at the scriptures to see this, but I know everybody here wants to receive double for your trouble because Jesus paid the price for you to get it back. See, the other thing is Romans 8, 28, God always works everything together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Somebody says, well, everything works together for good. I like to say God works everything together for good because the focus is on him working the things. So sometimes if somebody were to bring you flour and they said, hey, eat as much of it as you want, you'd be like, I'm not really into like raw flour. Like, well, you know, how about, how about some shortening? I'm not really into shortening. Well, how about just some you know, pure cane sugar. You might like that, but you might not want to eat too much of it. But what if they mixed it all together? All those things work together to make an amazing birthday cake. You could celebrate and that would be delicious. So sometimes God allows us to have one thing in the chain of events that we need that actually sweetens the pot. And if we'll stay focused on the journey He'll make us a beautiful cake. But the ingredients that we might see on the journey may not be too exciting in the process. So God wants to give us double for our trouble. So we're going to start tonight. And the name of this message is Double for Your Trouble. It also could be entitled Double or Nothing. So Our first verse, double for your trouble, God wants to give you a double portion, Elisha and Elisha. Elisha, L-I-J-A, E-L-I-J-A versus E-L-I-S-H-A, Elisha versus Elijah. Elijah had signs and wonders. He was a prophet. He was a miracle worker from the Lord in the Old Testament. And what happened is he had a servant by the name of Elisha. 
And Elisha ended up with a double portion of the Holy Spirit. And Elisha is recorded as performing twice as many miracles as Elijah. So do you know if you hang out with somebody and you serve them and you sit under their ministry and you meet whatever needs they have, at the time that they move on or you're sent out from their ministry or they go on to be with the Lord, you can receive a mantle from the Lord through them and actually get a double portion of what's on them. I have friends of mine who have laid hands on me that I was faithful in honoring God by honoring them. And what happened was one day they prayed for me and an anointing came on me in an area that they flowed in commonly. And sometimes the anointing actually increased above what they carried. Because I think our desire as ministers and as people and as mothers and fathers for our children should be that our ceiling in ministry or life or career or finance or creativity should become the next generation's floor for them to go to the next level with. So God always saves the best wine for the last. When Jesus was on the earth, he raised the dead, he cast out demons, he cured diseases, he had authority over D elements, you know, the winds and the waves obeyed him. And never once, if people came to Jesus and they would touch the hem of his garment and be healed, virtue would go out. But not one time did Jesus take handkerchiefs and aprons from his body and send them out to cast out devils and heal the sick. Yet the apostle Paul did. So the anointing on Jesus was amazing. He had the spirit of God without measure. Yet when he left the earth, he was crucified, he was raised from the dead, and he went to the right hand of the Father, then the Holy Spirit came, the third person of the Trinity, and now greater works will you do than him, he said, in John 14, 12 through 14. He says, greater works will you do than this because I go to the Father. The same works, he says, and then even greater works. Never once did Jesus have handkerchiefs and aprons taken from his body, and, but, but the apostle Paul did. So the ceiling that we see in Jesus's ministry, if you could even call it that, because we don't know everything that he did. John 21, 25 says the things that Jesus did, there's many other things that he did that are not written in this book. Mm -hmm. If there was, there wouldn't be enough books to contain it. So I don't want to limit what Jesus did by any stretch of the imagination. He's God in the flesh. He is, he is the man. He's the God man. Mm -hmm. And we are made in his image and likeness. We're transformed. But you don't see Jesus sending out handkerchiefs and aprons. You also don't see Jesus' shadow healing the sick like it was in Acts chapter 5. So my point is you can receive something more. So whatever you see in the earth now, God's not finished yet. It's a prototype. It's a precursor because he always saves the best wine for the last. Isn't that exciting that we're living in this day and age? We're in what I refer to as Acts chapter 29. Now, the book of Acts only has 28 chapters, but they're not the acts of the apostles as much as they are the acts of the Holy Spirit operating through the apostles. Amen. And so, if under the law in the Old Testament, which is a lesser covenant than the New Covenant, under the law, if they came out of Egypt, out of slavery, and there was not one feeble one among them, they were all healed, how much more under grace? Amen. Jesus healed them all. That's the standard. We need to get back to the standard. 
And thank God we have canonized scripture. We have the 66 books of the Bible, the trusty 66 between two fine Corinthian leather covers. We've got study notes. We've got all these examples of church history. We have more than anyone in any other generation has ever had at their fingertips. And God wants us to do the more. It glorifies Jesus when we go to do the more. And the John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14 Greater works that Jesus promised because he goes to the Father are now available for you and me. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. What an exciting time to be alive. Are you ready for the double? Here's the promises. We always want to have not an isolated verse to support a doctrine or a message. We want multiple verses to establish in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So here's three witnesses on double for your trouble. Isaiah 61, seven says, instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. How many here or online or listening by audio or watching on video uh, from the palm of your hand on demand maybe have felt like you've experienced shame for being a believer at times. You've been ostracized, you've been talked bad about because you've taken a stand for Christ. If so, I've got good news. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joy will be theirs. I'm going to read that again, Isaiah 61, 7. Instead of, their sh- instead of their shame, my people, God says, will receive a double portion, double for your trouble. And instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance, and so they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joy. No man having give up lands and you know, jobs and this and that and family will fail to receive. They'll receive a hundredfold blessing in the life now and in the one to come. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So you can't give up anything God won't multiply back. So that's Isaiah 61, 7. That's our first witness. The second witness, double for your trouble, Zechariah 9, 12. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. In this time of 2022, at the time of this recording, and if it's in the future, could be 3022 for all I know, as long as Jesus tarries. This is a now word for you because God always wants to restore to you double for your trouble. For your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance and you will inherit a double portion and everlasting joy will be yours. Return ye stronghold, return to the stronghold, Isaiah, Zechariah 9:12. You prisoners of hope, even today, I declare that I'll restore to you double. Now, Job 42.10. Remember Job? He lost everything. He lost, mm-hmm. he lost his health. He lost his lands. He lost his crops. He lost his servants. He lost his cattle. And he lost his 10 children. And his wife told him to curse God and die. Mm-hmm. And then the devil got permission to put boils all over his body. So now he's lost finances, relationships, his position of honor and prominence. He's lost his health, and his wife is telling him to curse God and die. Now, 
speaking in her behalf, she'd been through the same trauma he had. And the enemy was working on her to try to get curse, Job to curse God and die. So this is what, at the end of the book of Job, after he'd been through all the tests on the journey, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. I don't know what your situation is today, but God wants to give you double for your trouble as you stay single-minded on him. And the key is we have to stay focused on the seawalker, Jesus, not on the winds and the waves of adversity and the vicissitudes of life and how much is in your bank account. We sowed this, but we haven't reaped yet. And God, when are you going to show up? Instead of asking him when, begin to thank him that his word is true all the time. Begin to lean into the covenant. Begin to feed on the goodness of God. Begin to laugh at the enemy and say, Father, I thank you that you always work all things together for good. I have no idea how you're going to do it, but I'm excited. I only see the backside of the tapestry with all the different colored knots and all the different colored yarn. I don't see the picture, but I know there's going to be a moment in time you're going to flip the picture around and I'm going to see in his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, our lives we give to you. I can't remember the rest of the words, but he makes all things beautiful in his time. So those that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. You know, during this time of a, a pandemic and whatever's going on in the earth around the world, God has allowed the enemy to maybe wear down the saints for a season, like the book of Daniel says. But I'll guarantee you this. God is about to cause us, even as Jesus was three days in the ground, up from the ground he arose. Lazarus was four days in the grave and he stinketh. And boom, take away the stone. Lazarus, come forth you're going to see the church that's been tucked away with God, the believers, you and me, and those that have been single-minded on the things of God, pressing in with their head in his chest or their face bowed before the Lord at his feet. You're going to see God show up and show out and give you double for your trouble. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, Jesus says this. He says, the light of the body is the eye. If your eye be single or single-minded, your whole body shall be full of light. So when Peter walked on water, he took his eyes off Jesus, didn't he? And he sank. But as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked above the circumstances. So anytime you're in trouble and you've been distracted and got derailed in your faith, if you just call on Jesus... Jesus, save me. He'll re-rail you back on those railroad tracks and he'll bring you to the other side. James 1.8, now this is interesting. We're talking about double for our trouble, right? But there's other portions of scriptures that says we can miss our day of visitation. James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. James 1.6-8, but let, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. James 1.5. But when he asks, let him ask, not wavering. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers 
vacillates back and forth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Remember, Peter? A wave of the sea driven and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. For he's a double-minded man and he's unstable in all of his ways and should expect to receive what? Nothing from the Lord. Zeros konavalanza. Nada, nada, empanada. Zilch. So would you rather have double for your trouble because you're single-minded or nothing for your trouble because you're double-minded? The choices are I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. The book of Joshua says, you choose this day whom you will serve. Revelation 18. Here's the third facet to double for your trouble or double for your trouble for staying single-minded on the Lord and nothing for your trouble when we're double-minded but there's also a facet that I experienced because I was double-minded on wrong things when I was in my young 20s I was trying to fulfill my God-given call as an entrepreneur without him. And I went out and stole a couple of jets and sold cocaine for the Kali cartel. And then I was arrested with a Mercedes-Benz, a bag of cash. And uh, stolen jet, yeah, Mercedes-Benz, bag of cash. And a stolen citation, Cessna Citation 2 jet in 1989 in Boca Raton, Florida. And guess what? I was single-minded on evil. And guess what happened to me? I didn't get double for my trouble. I didn't get nothing for my trouble. I got double punishment mm -hmm. for my trouble. And they sentenced me to 22 years. Well, there's the doubles, isn't there? The twos. <laughs> Revelation 18, verses 4 through 7. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven. Mm -hmm. And God has remembered her crimes. Revelation 18, verse 6. Give back to her as she has given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Mix her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. I went from penthouse apartments and champagne rooms to the dungeon in Leavenworth Penitentiary where there was 200 cockroaches in my cell in building 63, where I was there for nine months before I was finally sentenced to the 22 years and I got double punishment for my crimes. God paid me back double for what I'd done. He mixed a double portion from my own cup. And I got as much torture and grief in penitentiary living where you're in Leavenworth where if you're not right with God, you're always just one heartbeat away from hell. And I had as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury I gave myself in Porsches and Mercedes and Rolex watches and penthouse apartments and flying jets. And I was making 12 cents an hour for the next 22 years, but I only served 19 years, six months, a week, and a day because I got born again and I got a little bit of good time. So do you want to receive double for your trouble? God wants to give it to you today. It begins afresh today. 
the key is we have to come out of agreement with being double-minded. She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. You ever do that with a flower when you're young? He loves me, he loves me not. I was thinking the other day, I was, I was twisting the thing off an apple, and I was thinking, you know, when I was a kid, I remember A, B, C, D, you know, you just twist it, and all of a sudden you get to like F, and it like breaks off. And you're like, oh, I think I'll marry some girl with the name F. I mean, you just get F, and, and then you like get focused on, oh, I really like, you know, Katrina. So you're a, and so you like break the thing off when you get to K to try to make it happen. Well, guess what? That's an apple, that's flowers, but God's word is guaranteed to give you double for your trouble when you stay single-minded. If you serve the Lord, he is faithful and just to give you a reward. There's no person who continues and consistently to sow righteousness who won't reap righteousness. You know what's interesting? I continued to sow righteousness the first seven years of my incarceration before the harvest from the past finally stopped coming in. You know, we go to church on Sunday morning after sometimes we sowed wild oats all week and expect God to give us a crop failure. But then we sow $100 into the offering plate and we expect to get a million back. We have this very different perspective on our own things versus what God should do. But if you walk in righteousness, you sow righteousness, you show kindness, you do the right thing when nobody's looking. See, see, integrity is doing the right thing in the dark. Integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's watching. And the Bible says, you know, servants serve your masters or employees serve your bosses or managers or whatever not with eye service as men pleasers, not when they're only looking. Oh, the boss is here, straighten up. You know what? When you do the right thing, you don't have to straighten up because you're straight all the time. Mm-hmm. And when the boss comes in, hey, what's going on boss? You know, you need anything? I've got to get back to work. And what'll happen is God will highlight you and you'll get promoted above your fellows. You'll get promoted above those other people that are there and you'll have unexpected blessings and all of a sudden favor will fall upon you, but you'll be tested in it first. Do you know that favor causes jealousy? When you're walking in, see favor's not fair. If favor was fair, God would never have put Jesus on the cross in your favor and mine, but he did. And he allows you to exchange your sin for his righteousness. He allows you to exchange your sickness for his healing. He allows you to exchange your poverty for his riches. He allows you to exchange your prison cell in hell for a mansion in heaven. That's pretty cool, isn't it? He's hung up for your hangups and mine. Mm -hmm. You can trade your addictions for his freedom and liberty. You can exchange your old stinking thinking for the mind of Christ. You get to exchange your old DNA of Adam for his DNA, the DNA, the divine nature of the Almighty, you get to exchange your crooked walk for his straight walk. Isn't that cool? That's the favor of God. So what happens is when you walk in God's favor, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. We can grow in favor and God will surround the righteous with favor as a shield, Psalms 512. 
do you know that that favor you can grow just like your faith can grow from faith to faith, from grace to grace, from glory to glory, the path grows brighter and brighter. And guess what? As you grow in these things, you get stronger in the Lord and the power of his might. Peter's shadow begins to shine off of you. You have the, the, the glory starts to shine and people start to recognize and things begin to happen because you walk into the room. There was a minister, international minister, and he was in the Bahamas and he was ministering. And he walked into this suit store and he didn't really need any more suits, but the Lord told him to go and he was looking around. And uh, very famous international minister. And the man who was a high-end clothier in the, in the Bahamas walked up to him and, and said, can I help you with anything? He says, yeah, he says, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, buying a couple of suits. And he says, uh, well, let me show you some really nice ones, some silk ones and this and that. He's tried them on. And the Lord told the man, he said, this may sound crazy to you. It may sound arrogant. He says, but the Lord told me to have you sew two suits into my life and God's going to bless your, your store. And the man says, I'm not giving you suits. He says, okay. And what had happened, this guy was so famous because he went into the store that people came in behind him to see the minister. Not because they wanted suits. They were there because of the minister. And so he goes to start to wait on the other people and he thinks he's going to sell some suits and the minister starts to walk out and the whole crowd starts to follow the minister out of the store. And the store owner in the Bahamas, he said to him, wait, 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 come, 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 come. Let me speak with you before you leave. So I'll give you three suits. He says, but I want you to stay in the store one hour. He says, okay. So this man had a bantam day because this man that walked in favor came into his clothier his suit store and he sewed three suits into this minister's life and there's a big markup on suits you know it's like significant markup i don't know if you know about suits but and especially in high-end clothiers so it didn't cost this guy much and he ends up selling more suits that day than he'd sold all month because favor came into his clothier that day and he recognized before it left the room to honor favor, the man who had favor on his life and that favor spilled out. When you honor people that carry that favor, that favor will spill out on your life. Recently, my wife and I, there was a very uh, well-known minister at a church and we had called her spiritual son. And we said, we'd really like to meet so-and-so. And he says, well, it's Christmas time. He says, bring her a gift from me and honor her, and if you want to bring her a gift from you, you can. And so we said, okay. He says, and I will text message her and her assistant, and when she's at that church, just go up and tell her, you have a gift for me. And what happened was this. We went out shopping, and we got these really nice organic teas and a teapot and these high-end chocolates, and my wife ended up like wrapping them like little Christmas gift. Each one of them had a special wrapping on them with gold ribbons. And I think the wrappings and the items were worth more than the contents, but it was just honor the way my wife did every little thing. So everything they opened up when they got it was like Christmas afresh. And there was love that was put into this package. And there was one gift from our friend, one gift from us. And I put in a copy of my book and a nice greeting card from him and her. And so in between services, we were standing there and 
I called her by name, almost like a, uh, a term of endearment name that he calls her by. And she said, I said, I have a gift from so-and-so. And she looked and she stopped when she heard his name. And so we went ahead and gave her the gift and she gave me a hug. And then she went and gave my wife a hug. But when she hugged my wife, she hung on to my wife for several seconds and I saw an impartation come in. Later that day, we got a phone call and my wife began to operate at a new level of healing and the miraculous that occurred through that hug and an impartation by association. The anointing comes by association. You can fast 40 days with the Lord. You can get it that way. And there's, we've, we've done some long fasts. My wife's been on a 40. I've been on a 21. And we've been on a bunch of others in our lives. And you can receive some things from the Lord through fasting. You can receive some things through the Lord through sacrificial giving. You can receive some things through the Lord through association by honoring other ministers and ministries. And you can receive something from the Lord by honoring the favor on somebody's life. And in that moment, my wife received something that money can't buy, gifts can't buy, because it was in our heart to honor this woman of God at a church. And she and her husband had planted probably, I don't know, five to 10,000 churches, just a lot of stuff. And they won you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of souls to Christ. But the point is what happened through favor happened in an instant through impartation that we didn't ask for. It was just out of honor and you can receive from the Lord out of honor which you can't receive other ways. So I encourage you to honor and know those that labor among you. And when you demonstrate honor and this, this, this individual then sent us a video and emailed us a video and she had really expressed her love for the gifts and the appreciation and the honor. And she blessed us in that video. And we feel like something shifted in that moment. So you can't buy the gifts of the spirit. You can't buy healing, but you can honor those that carry gifts and it'll spill out on you. You can sow, you can't buy healing, but you can sow your way out of sickness. Time, talents, energies, finances, or honor. Honor is so important because when you honor God's people, God will honor you and his honor will spill down upon you and favor will come upon you. Also, favor will produce a reaction from the enemy. Cain slew Abel over jealousy because favor was on his life. Cain could have had the same favor that was upon Abel, but he didn't want to get it the right way. So he wanted to destroy Abel so he couldn't experience it anymore. So favor will produce jealousy. When great favor is upon you, it will produce great jealousy. A lot of times ministers get slandered on the internet. Sometimes they've done some things wrong and they need to own that. But a lot of times they haven't. And it's accusation. It's a spirit of accusation and jealousy that hates the favor or the anointing on that minister. Who do they think they are? Oh, that Jesus, he's prince of the devils. He's Beals above himself. No, he's the son of God. He's about to die for the sins of the world. You religious leaders have 300 plus prophecies in the Old Testament and Jesus is fulfilling every single one of them and you're calling him the devil instead of God in the flesh, the Savior and the Messiah. 
So be careful when you see other people speaking evil against a minister and accusing them of all kinds of things. It's normally the spirit of murder. I mean, the spirit of jealousy. Oh, could they be similar in nature? The spirit of jealousy is a spirit of murder. Amen. Cain slew Abel mm -hmm. because he was jealous of him. The first murder in Scripture in the book of Beginnings and the law first mention of murder is rooted in jealousy. Jealousy and accusation. So great favor produces great jealousy. Favor produces jealousy. So you have to stand against that and walk circumspectly and forgive quickly. So tonight as we close, or however you're listening today, um, I want to pray that God begins to restore unto you double for your trouble as you've stayed single-minded. And also we have some prayer requests for, from people who are watching to pray over their health. So. We'll, we'll do that afterward. Okay. So we're going to do that privately, and I want to do individual prayers, but we're going to grab the, uh, the, the healing balm as well. But today I want to pray a double portion anointing. I want to pray double for your trouble and restoration of your health, your finances, your relationship, your job or occupation position to be restored to you and double in every area of your life in giftedness, in creativity, in witty inventions, in opportunities and residual incomes where you've had the enemy has stolen from you in this last couple of years. It's now time for the turnaround and for you to receive double for your trouble. Are you ready? Here's what we need to do. We need to first come out of agreement or repent, turn from double-mindedness where we vacillated in any sort of way in our prayer life, our reading of the word, uh, words out of our mouth when it comes to vacillating on whether or not God's promises are true regardless or negative talk. We need to lean and feed on the goodness of God because he is good all the time. All the time, God is good. So let's just say, God is good? And all the time? The devil is bad? And all the time? The devil is bad. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus Christ comes to give life and to give it more abundantly. So we're going to ask the Lord to put a guard over our mouth and a double watch over our tongue that that which comes out of our mouth is not what we see, but what is in the Word of God that's going to manifest. Does that make sense? Okay, so... We're just going to come out of agreement. So, Lord, we come out of agreement. We repent for double-mindedness. We ask you to forgive us. Wash it under the blood. We declare we are not looking at the winds and the waves of adversity anymore. We're not looking at the, uh, the vicissitudes of life or bank accounts. We're not looking at our health situation. We're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith right now. Jesus, we look to you and we thank you for now turning again the captivity of Zion. Here's the impartation where we're like those who dream. Our mouths are filled with laughter, our tongue with singing. We thank you, Father God, for destroying the works of the adversary in our lives, loosing the bonds of iniquity and wickedness. We thank you for setting us free and putting our feet back on solid ground. 
I thank you, Father, and we give you permission to root up, to pull down, to overthrow, and to destroy everything in our life that's not from you, anything that's been planted in us, in our mind, in our physical body, in our makeup, in our DNA, in any area of iniquity, transgression, or sin, we give you permission to root it up. Matthew 15, 13, Jesus said, every plant that's not been planted by my heavenly Father should be rooted up, and we root up that thing now. We root up addiction. We root up negativity. We root up double-mindedness by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for your angels that are now ministering. I feel the fire of God that's come right now begin to burn out things in the, in the, in the brain, in the body, in the mind, the receptors, burning out that whole area where the adversaries tried to plant in adder eggs and seeds of the enemy, tried to bring up uh, wrong imaginations. I cancel that assignment over the mind, the will, the emotions, and I release the mind of Christ in its place. I release the blood of the Lamb shed on Calvary. I declare a divine blood transfusion by the Holy Spirit right now that your blood is clean, it's clean, it's clean. In Jesus' mighty name, I also cancel all tormenting spirits that have come in the middle of the night to try to get you to toss and turn and fret and you wake up frustrated, you wake up tired, you wake up unrested. I declare this day, the shalom peace of God rules and reigns while you sleep. I declare the canopy of God's presence begins to come upon you. Even as you drive to and from work, even as you walk to and from rooms, that there's a spring in your step and a lightheartedness. And there's the oil of joy and gladness that now begins to come in and fill and pervade your life. I declare you're slippery to the enemy. I declare fresh oil to you. The enemy can't grab hold of you anymore, pull you back. You, you just slip right through. Jesus slipped through them when they tried to throw him off the cliff and he just wasn't there. I declare you're slippery in the Lord because you've been oiled with the oil of gladness. I declare and decree a laughter cometh upon you like a medicine. He anoints your head with oil afresh. I declare your head to be anointed afresh with the oil of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the angel of the Lord just pouring in a double portion in this 2022 or whenever you're listening to this message in the future. I declare for your shame, you shall receive double inheritance because God is good all the time and all the time God is good. I declare everything that you've experienced on the journey that tasted like flour, tasted like salt, tasted like shortening. I declare it's all working together by the hand of the Lord for good. I declare those knots in the back end of the tapestry, God's getting ready to turn that thing around. And I thank you, Father, for giving them a glimpse showing them a token for good so that those that hate them might see it and be ashamed. Psalms 126 declares, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream, that our mouths were filled with laughter 
and our tongues with singing. We declare the Lord has done great things for us, wherefore we are glad. Even the heathen said, the Lord has done great things for them, wherefore they are glad. Those that sow in tears shall reap in joy, bringing their sheaves with them. Psalms 126, 1 through 5. Read it and rejoice because this is your portion for double blessing comes upon you as you remained single-minded through the journey. And now as it relates to healing, I declare and decree, number one, fresh baptism of fire of the Holy Ghost right now. I release the fire of God right now to come upon you. I declare eye problems to be resolved and things to be burned out in the area where there's been a blockage and almost like a, a crystallization in the eye where there's also a milkiness in the cornea. I thank you for healing that right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare open up and clean out now in Jesus' name. I declare it from the root to be resolved in the eyes, even as Nathan ate the honey and the eyes brightened. Father, I thank you. I, I'm just sensing this is a kind of a, an unusual word. <laughs> if you'll just, some of you are going to go just dip your finger in some honey and God's going to do something as a prophetic act. There's no, you know, thing in the honey. It's about obedience. There was no poultice of figs that did any fig miracle. It was the obedience to put the poultice of figs on the boil. I've never given that word, almost like a toothpick and some honey and just taste it. And I believe God's going to take that prophetic act, even as the, the Naaman dipped, you know, in, you know, the river seven times. And the man, there's just something about obeying that word. I just saw Nathan ate the honey and his eyes brightened. And I, I'm sensing God's doing some sort of healing in eyes as you do that obedience of a prophetic act. One day the Lord told me, I said, Lord, I'd literally like my ankle heal. I had a hairline fracture. And he said, have so-and-so who was a chiropractor pop your ankle. This will be your act of faith. And I thought, why doesn't God just heal me? Why do I have to have my ankle popped? This was my act of faith. And I said to him, I said, would you pop my ankle? He said, I'm busy. Anyway, long story short, I said, well, what are you doing? I mean, can you just pop my ankle? And he reached and he grabbed my foot and he got ready to grab with the other hand and it popped in his left hand before he could. And God healed me instantly and I no longer had a hairline fracture. It was through an act of faith. Sometimes God has you do a prophetic act or an act of obedience. Go wash in the river seven times. You know, go show yourselves unto the priest. They were healed as they were going. There's something about doing a prophetic act at the unction of the Holy Spirit that releases the already decided will of God into the earth, into your body. As it is already done in heaven, it releases it into the earth. Jesus says, pray this way that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes you have to declare a thing. Sometimes you proclaim a thing. I also declare dental miracles right now. Healing, healing be, healing be right now. Healing be in Jesus' name. We call forth the word of God on the inside of you to come forth and to resolve all those issues. Those that have been struggling with influenza, viruses, 
or whatever type of thing has been an ailment in your body, we break the power of that thing right now. I command it to dry up and to die. And to get out of your body, I command that which has been hidden in the cells, that which has been hiding in the organs, I cancel all automatic renewal right now. Affliction shall not rise up a second time, Nahum 1.9 says. So we break that cycle and we deliver you out of that cycle of getting sick every time or perpetually. We declare it's over. We cancel the assignment. I also declare and decree brand new upgrades in your DNA. I also command every DNA switch that's been turned off through the fallen nature and traumas of life. I command the DNA switches to come back on and come alive again. In Jesus' name, I command the villi in the digestive tract that has been pressed down to come back to life. I breathe the breath of life. I breathe the breath of Ruach of God. I breathe it on you right now in the realm of the spirit for those things to come and to be regenerated. I speak for the hairs in the cochlea fluid that have been pressed down. I speak to them to be regenerated under the wind of God, under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And some of you have had ear problems. Some of you have had uh, infections. I break the power of that thing and I command that to pop open right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. 1 John 3, 8, For this cause was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil acts 10:38 i declare the anointing of the holy ghost and the dunamis power to be released in your life and through your life and i thank you father god for setting the captives free and i just keep hearing this word about lazarus some of you have felt like you've been in a cave and you haven't been able to come out i call you out and I command others to come to your aid and to take off the spiritual grave clothes for you to start afresh. Come out, come out wherever you are. Go look at the light of sun. Enjoy the day. Rejoin the land of the living this day in Jesus' high and holy name. Amen and amen. Just feel the presence right now, just like a hovering presence. Anything you need from the Lord, just ask him. There's wrists being healed right now, like carpal tunnel, I see that. Sometimes I'll just have like a body part will start to move. That's like a prophetic act and it's, you know, one of the five spiritual senses. You got the spiritual smell, spiritual sight, spiritual touch. There's an accident. God's doing something in wrists right now. Tunnel be open. Nerves, I command you to be uninflamed and to go back into your correct sizes, widths and lengths right now and to be restored. Elasticity be restored. Tendons in the knees and joints, ligaments and tendons. Go back into your correct sizes, position, widths and lengths 
now in the name of Jesus. Begin to move whatever you couldn't move. You're going to find is you're healed as you're going. You'll get up about 30% of the people that we see God heal. Don't even know they've been healed until they begin to walk away and their response, faith-filled, power responses. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Where's the pain? God is so merciful, it only takes a grain of a mustard seed to move an entire mountain. I've got a mustard seed, and I ain't afraid to use it. Glory to God. Use your mustard seed. Throw it in. It's Holy Spirit nuclear in nature. And one more thing we're going to pray for before we close out this broadcast. We're going to pray for your unsaved loved ones. And if you've never personally received Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, it is so simple. It is a free gift. Jesus died for you on a cross 2,000 years ago. He was buried in the tomb for three days. He was raised from the dead by the power of God. He was hung up for your hangups. He gave his life for your life. It's the law of exchange. So now you get to give your life back to him, and he gives you a new life. You get born again. He changes your nature supernaturally. He takes out your heart of stone. He gives you a heart of flesh. He puts his spirit within you and he'll begin to move you to follow his decrees and to keep his commands. It'll be supernatural in nature. He'll wake you up in the middle of the night. You'll have a desire to pray. You'll have a desire to read the word. You'll have a desire to go fellowship with other believers. It'll no longer be religion of do's and don'ts that I don't know anybody who really likes that. It'll be relationship. It's already done. It is finished. To tell us die. Bill paid in full. And you want, we love him because he first loved us. So if you want Jesus in your life, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open, I will come in. Just accept him and say, I give you my life, Lord. I need your life. I turn from my old ways. I turn to you. I don't want double punishment like David got. I want mercy, Lord, and restore me and grant me a single mind to stay focused on you, the sea walker, not the winds and the waves of adversity, and enable me to keep my eyes on you, Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. And I thank you in advance in 2022 for double for my trouble for everything I've been through because of your favor and your mercy. If you said that prayer, send in a comment, Email us at info at virtualchurchmedia.com. Now we're going to pray for your loved ones. Those that are unsaved, I declare they're saved this year. This year coming. We just declare they're saved this year. Now we release the angels of God, and you can name them out loud because it's an act of faith. You name your children, and God will honor what you speak and send the angel of salvation to bring people to preach the gospel. The harvest is plentiful. The, the fields are white for harvest, John 4, 35. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the field. We have an evangelist who just returned from Nigeria with a team of 88, and they won 249,000 of Christ and uh, 1,800 outreaches in Ibadan, Nigeria, and then they had a crusade with 1.2 million that just showed up. And this last year, in 2021, collectively, their evangelists won 2.2 million to Christ in one year during a pandemic. Amen. How much more during a green tree won a brown tree? So 
We believe that God, who saved me, if He can save me, He can save anybody. There's nothing you've done. If you're listening or your children have done that they've gone too far from God because He loves them enough to reach out and apprehend them in whatever way they need. So we declare household salvation in accordance with Acts 16.31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and your whole household shall be saved. Lean into the goodness of God and call it done and watch the salvation of the Lord unfold. Don't try to preach to them anymore. Let God send a laborer. Jesus wasn't even appreciated in his own house amongst his own brethren. Let God send a laborer that they don't know that might be a former scallywag like they are a scallywag now and knows how to reach them, speaks that language. They might have addiction or alcohol or fornication, whatever it is. They might be a liar, a cheat, or a thief. They might be a jet thief and a cocaine trafficker. Maybe I'll reach them because I know that language of the street but I know the Savior that delivered me. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for them. And the only time we look down on someone is we're bending over to help pick them up and dust them off and restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, lest we too are tempted. So we declare household salvation for everyone in your bloodline this year. Those in agreement said, amen. amen. I'm David Harabini, my lovely wife, Joanna, virtualchurchmedia.com and in January of 2022, we're launching virtualchurchinstitute.com. Virtualchurchinstitute.com. And it's going to be curated content, all of our books, Joanna's wonderful heavenly music where people get healed as they listen, and uh, our video teachings, audio teachings. And then I'm going to begin doing our books on audio, but those will be accessible on a subscription base. We always have our stuff that's available on our website, but this will be more curated library type content where you can kind of click and pick and go into different categories to help equip the saints for the work of ministry. And if you want to sow into the ministry, we really do need uh, some partnership going into this coming year because my wife and I are moving more into a full-time ministry flow. Prior to this, you know, for all these years, I've always, I've never taken a salary from the ministry, nor has my wife. In fact, we work in the marketplace and we tithe into our own ministry and other ministries. So we actually, you know, have the honor and the privilege of sowing into our ministry and other ministries. But for us to be in the marketplace and the ministry dual mantled, when you move more into full-time ministry, you can't spend that time. You have to sharpen your ax in prayer and in the word. And we're getting ready to go on a very large platform in January that will go around the world. And we believe God's going to be pulling us into that stream. So if you want to partner with us, uh, you can go to virtualchurchmedia.com and click on the give link and you can partner with us for any amount. We appreciate it and you'll help send us around the world. And the favor that's on our life, I believe God will spill favor down upon yours. And whatever ministry or minister you sow into, whatever's in their mantle or in that ministry gets unlocked over your life by sowing. So partner with the Lord as he directs and just simply ask him if that's something he would have you to do. 
pray and obey. Simple. It's an invitation, not an obligation, but I ask you to pray and simply obey. So I'm David, my lovely wife, Joanna. We are the Herobedians. We will see you next week on social media, and you can also visit us on virtualchurchmedia.com from Quantum King Goliath. God bless you.